Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At Take 5, your oil change is faster than you think. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Bino, how are we gonna play it? How are we gonna play it today, radio listener? How are we gonna play this thing? If you're me, right? Don't be me today, but they're on hole number one here. They're um, shooting your shot for you, Bino. It might be the best drive you've ever hit in your life. Right? It'd be easily the best drive I've ever hit in my life. As we're live today at Beaverbrook Country Club, it is absolutely an outstanding day to be alive and well uh, here with you. Uh, excited to be here on a Monday. Blessed to be with you. Florida game week is upon us, uh, ladies and germs. Tell a friend. Extremely exciting time here. Premier Truck Group of Knoxville charity golf tournament going on uh, today. Uh, and we're out here uh, breaking it down scientifically, benefiting paralyzed veterans of America on this 9-11. But, you know, Jeff, you were at the ball game the other night. I uh, I jumped right in on Garza Law fifth quarter fan reaction the other night and just took calls because I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I mean, I'm of the belief that you can't you can't draw any conclusions from those one double A games. 
However, I was poking around yesterday just trying to see what the deal with the club is. And a couple of people I talked to internally say that they're already a little worried about their quarterback play and wondering how long this is going to go on, um, which I think that's probably a fair assessment of what's going on right now, even though the numbers were misleading uh, for the quarterback. But got to be better there. Uh, the Florida this week. Bino, what, what conclusions can we draw, if any, from what we saw over the weekend? Well, I hope we can't draw any, Tony, uh, because the only thing that we could draw uh, would be negatives. Uh, really just nothing good to say about Saturday's performance. It, it was it was the first or at least one of the very few times in Heupel's tenure here where his team just appeared to be disinterested. It was just a ragged incohesive mistake field effort where we let a totally outmanned opponent play harder than us and basically take us out of what we wanted to do it was probably the first unwatchable product that Hopple's put on the field in Neyland uh, since he's been here and I I guess that's a true blessing uh, when you're in year three if you can say that Uh, I hope it was a one-off event uh, that you really can't draw anything from uh, but I, I can't help but be concerned about our inability to dominate an FCS uh, opponent and Joe Milton's play and and the suddenly horizontal nature of our passing game that falls mostly on his inconsistency. Well, I I thought, yeah, and that's exactly right. I I thought Orange had a really good point speaking to the people who were calling the show and some people, you know, on the boards and whatever who want to pretend like our coach is a guy that's going to hold something back. We didn't just want to show anything. Since when, first of all, since when has Josh Heupel been like that? Secondly, he's always been a stat sheet stuffer. He loves his numbers. I mean, he loves his numbers. This guy lives for looking up there. Why wouldn't he? He's so good at it. So, again, in that game, you go up and you score 70 points. You put multiple touchdowns on the ground, some through the air, some on the ground. You throw the ball around. You have a lot of fun. You make your fans cheer, all that stuff. Instead, that was a borderline, almost real football game in the fourth quarter, which was, uh, I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I, like post game, and I'm thinking about it now, I'm not going to overreact to it because I, I believe with these 1AA games, these one double A games to me are such that you play these things and you really can't win when you play them. In other words, if you go out and you dominate an opponent, you go out and you went you went out there and you dominate an opponent. And that's what you were supposed to do. So if you beat those guys like seventy five to fourteen or whatever, okay, big deal. That's what you're supposed to. If you go out there and you uh, slog around like Tennessee did, all of a sudden the sky is falling. And, and Bino, I just, you know, I, I look at it, and I'm going to ask a living listener, now we've had a couple days to think about it, what what do we draw, if anything, or is that a, or is that a snap and clear game uh, for everybody involved? So we're going to kick that around today. And then I'm, I'm looking... Um, at some of the early lines. And by the way, I want to brag here for a second. My guys 
If you've listened to Winners and Losers the last couple of weeks and you've taken our power plays, the three at the end of the uh, deal, you're 5-1 and one right now in the year. So I'm bragging on my guys. My guys are off to a good start. And um, and they helped me win the weekend in our little contest being star that we have, which I've never done in my life. But those guys are red hot right now. So we'll be recording another version of that on Thursday. But, you know, you look ahead to that Florida game, and here's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing Tennessee is all of a sudden going, what what issues do, do we have a quarterback issue here? And if we have a quarterback issue, what are we going to do about it? Because internally there's – I'm going to just tell you this. There's not a lot of happy campers. Heupel's not happy. It's going to be interesting to see what he says today. You were probably driving back from the game the other day during his post-game press conference. Physically, when he was talking about his offense, and we carried it, physically he looked like he was going to, like he was getting nauseous talking about his offense. And then he was asked about, well, your receivers helped to help your quarterback out, and he kind of made a face like, and he's trying so hard, you know. Joe Milton is is going to test this thing, Bino, because he's never had a quarterback not be able to really play and really flourish in one of his offenses. And Joe Milton right now, Bino, might be an exception to the rule. I mean, he was not good when they were trying to throw the ball downfield. Now, you were live. Give me your thoughts on what you saw live from him because it looked like he was holding on to it a little longer, which is what he's done, and thrown behind guys. He was doing it all night. Yeah, he was uh, – uh, he needed – you know, he, he needed Angel Hernandez to be wild in the strike zone uh, early on in the game. Uh, and, and then – and then uh, – a couple of drops didn't help things either, but his his start probably hurt the wide receivers as as well. Um, I, you know, it's 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 not only Joe Milton, uh, but he's he's the main issue, Tony. I, I'm, you know, I've been hopeful all along that uh, he could be the player that we saw in the Orange Bowl, which would be plenty good enough. You know, I didn't expect him to be Hooker, but if he could just be the player he was in the Orange Bowl, I, I felt like that our offense could go on clicking uh, at a fairly normal rate. Um, but the truth is, in, in starts, that's the only game that he's had uh, where it looked like he was going to be efficient enough uh, to run Heupel's offense at a high level. Uh, you know, it's Florida week, and... All can be forgiven if he goes down and, and performs at a high level there. If he doesn't, Tony, there's a storm that's going to start, and it's not going to stop uh, until someone else is playing quarterback, likely. What's your level of concern, Bino? As we sit here today on this Monday, Beaverbrook uh, Country Club, where we be, the uh, premier truck group of Knoxville Charity Golf Tournament, benefiting paralyzed veterans of America, on this 9-11, Bino, what is your level of concern? Well, obviously, Tennessee will be much more focused uh, in Gainesville than they were uh, against Austin P. That was obvious from the start. Uh, my highest level of concern is uh, can Joe Milton play at a level that we need him to play to be competitive in this league? And if not, what's your recourse? I mean, I don't. 
you know, you don't want to throw Nico out there and shell shock him before he's ready. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it would be a really difficult, it, it'll be a difficult decision for this coaching staff to make if we go to Gainesville and Joe Milton does not perform. Uh, I wouldn't want to be in that position. The best thing well, that could happen for this team is for him to perform at a level and give Nico time to develop. I was talking to somebody yesterday behind the scenes. One of the things they're discussing is what do we do if he goes down there and throws up that first half? And you know what? It's highly possible, Bino, that he does that. I mean, based on this guy's track record. Yeah. It is. I can't. In I fact, can't in fact, that. it's more likely. It's more likely than not, based on this dude's track record. Look, if you're having trouble in a one double A game in Neyland Stadium, what is it going to look? And you weren't exactly what we would call sharp. We were trying to be kind, but he wasn't exactly what you'd call sharp in the Virginia game. So, that being the case, if you go on the road down there and it's Custard's last stand for those people, and they know it. Because if they lose that game, Florida, they're going to have two losing seasons in a row or something close to that, and they might lose their program. So their fan base knows that. Plus, they're playing an opponent that hasn't beaten them in 20 years down there, so there's that almost like that Kentucky coming to Neyland Stadium vibe to this game for them. So, you know, you, you've got to just – I mean, we've got to open our eyes here and be honest with what we saw. I know people are going to go, well, you were the guy back in the summer. Hey, look, I wanted to be wrong. I kept saying it the whole time. I told I told uh, Bino Jeff off the air the other day. Boy, I hope he goes out because me and Bino were talking in the Calhoun's parking lot where we'll be on Friday. But Bino said, yeah, I'm going to the game. My buddies, I'm going to see the Friars over there. And I'm on, you know, and we were like, hey, man, I hope we have a great offensive explosion and kind of get the train back on the track. And, man, it just wasn't that. And, and another thing I'm hearing, Bino, I'm just kind of poking around, the wide receivers behind the scenes, nobody signed up for this. I'm not going to say they're sulking, but they're not exactly pleased. And that's a mercurial group of people generally on any football team. And they wanted to pick up where those guys left off last year, and they don't feel like they've been helped. And the fans are pointing fingers at those receivers. Bino you got to throw guys open. You can't throw guys closed. When a guy's uh, streaking across the middle, you can't hit his back shoulder. I mean, NFL receivers will make that catch, but these guys are, you know, I mean, and, and the balls are flying at them, like flying at them on those crossing routes. I'm sorry. I hate to put it all on Milton. I really, because that's being a total simpleton. And they were people were telling me last week. Well, that third down number, you're cherry picking. Am I cherry? Are we cherry picking that third down number, Bino? After that game, one for eight. Well, against that it, team, it, I, I I thought at that time it it was looking for things to to put on the negative side of Milton. But uh, you know, you you shouldn't have third down issues uh, against Austin P. Um, I you know I I think I think the receivers do own a part of this or should own a part of it because there have been now, you know, the, those back shoulder throws back behind him when he's throwing that heater, uh, there aren't many people going to catch that ball. That's on, that's on him. Uh, Thornton, though, has two drops that he's got to make. Uh, uh, Keaton has a fumble that he's he, he you can't have. So 
the receivers need to take a little bit of it, but uh, the main issue here, the main issue to me is Milton and his inaccuracy and inconsistency. And the deal is this. For he'll say, well, you guys, you know, you're beating the drum. I want this guy to succeed. They need him to succeed. I wrote that today over at tclub.team. Orange Throat and myself kind of went back and forth. Look, it's wide open in the league. In in your lifetime, in your lifetime, you know, quarterback play has never been this bad in this league from starting quarterbacks. It just hasn't. This is what you would call a classic tweener year. And Tennessee doesn't need Joe Milton to be Hendon Hooker, but they need him to be sufficient. And he hasn't been through two games. He just hasn't been. And Alabama is a very winnable game. In fact, a lot of these games are extremely winnable now. Texas A&M, is it not remarkable, Mino, down through the years, how right on the money my take is on Texas A&M? They can spend all the money they want. They can hire the greatest coaching staff known to mankind. They can do all, and they're going to do Texas A&M things. They're going to go out and lose three or four football games every year. Is that not incredible the way they lost to Miami over the weekend? Is that not amazing? Yeah, it's uh, um, they 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 fool me too, Tony. I, I always think early in the year they're going to be pretty good. Uh, don't see how they couldn't be pretty good based on their personnel, uh, but they, they, they just don't get it done. It's just a program uh, that, that doesn't get it done. And, Tony, I'm like you. I mean, I, I was, uh, I've been really, really hopeful uh, that Milton would have a good year. Uh, I, I think he still has the opportunity to, um, just because I, I'd like to see him rewarded for his loyalty to the program and the fact in a, in a time when everybody jumps, when he basically stayed and was the second-team quarterback for two years. Uh, but now he's a fifth-year senior. Um, that at least Saturday, his coaching staff was afraid to let him throw the ball down the field against, uh, uh, against an FCS team. I don't see how you cannot have at least some concern about that. Matt Dixon has a has a great point the coaching staff does not trust and i haven't drilled down on this but i will i'm gonna get to a couple people later today that i couldn't get to because they were in meetings yesterday but i'm gonna get to i'm gonna get to a couple folks tonight they there's something going on where either they don't trust their offensive line or they don't trust that quarterback but they're not doing the things they did here the first couple years under hypel and people could say, well, they just don't want to show any. That's just not true. Like Orange Throat wrote today, and he's right. It's just That is just not. You're not buying that, are you, Bino, that they were vanilla on purpose uh, Saturday night? That's just not the way Heupel's been. It's just no, not I, true. I, I, I think that that based on the two things that you said, well, one, one, Austin Peay was playing too deep all night long, so – they were going to take away the over-the-top throw. But uh, we were afraid to let him throw underneath that coverage. Uh, I, no, I, I don't believe it was vanilla by design. I, I, believe it was, I believe it was vanilla because of, of Milk's performance, and they probably do have some 
some offensive line concerns. And it's going to be real interesting because this guy, we know this guy's a great, great, best schemer in the world. But you can't out scheme around your quarterback. You just can't. And I try to warn people in the offseason about our offensive line. And, and I'm not going to be one of these people I told because I think Tennessee can go down. I think they're going to go to Florida and win. I really do. Because I think the SECs are kind of a soft league this year compared to what it's been. And if you look at our performance in the non-league, I, I think that speaks to that. I really do. But this thing gets really, really, really interesting now going down to Florida. Because, look, Friday I was being haughty on the deck at Calhoun's on the River and having fun with it and talking about an eight-day call-in show an eight-day pregame show, an eight-day preview show, and now, after Saturday night, I'm concerned. Borderline gritting my teeth thinking about Florida Saturday night because Tennessee won't be playing their opponent. They're going to be playing themselves. And that's just not what you wanted through two games. That's where I'm at. I still think the Vols are going to win, but they... (laughs) They are playing themselves and not their opponent. And that's just not where you want to be coming into this deal. You wanted your first two weeks to get off with a bang, to get everybody going, to get everybody clicking, to get every full steam ahead, have some positive momentum. And, man, if they put up a first half or a first quarter, if they come out in that game Saturday – and they have two bad uh, two bad drives in a row, they're going to be in trouble. Because this quarterback is going to, we've seen it. He's going to have a hangover. So the start of a football game has never been more important than the start of the one in five days around here. You talk about something paramount, you better have a good first drive if you're the Vols. You do not want to let that crowd full of white trash Yankees to get in that game on Saturday. On Saturday. Uh at Florida Field, which I don't call the swamp, by the way. I don't I don't play those games around here. 865-200-5402. But a weird, weird time altogether. Saturday, Bino, did you enjoy those uniforms in person? Did they look as good to you as they looked to me on television? Because that looked like, in an era where I've seen some really butt-ugly uniforms, i got to give it to Tennessee, that one took the cake. Uh, I, well, Tony, I, I'm no, I'm no Smoky Gray fan. Uh, I wish they would have worn the orange and white um, uh, version of that uniform, um, but uh, that's, uh, you know, that's not up to me to decide. The helmet's pretty. Uh, the rest of it's uh, was uh, like the performance. I liked Austin Peay's uniforms and the way they played. You would oh, not yeah, have known I, that I, that was I, a those team. Those kids won- played their yeah. heart out. Yep. They they coached their heart out. Uh, uh, they they left there with their heads held high. They uh, you know came in as a bye game and uh, and uh, caused Tennessee a, a lot of, of concern that we didn't figure we were going to have. So, uh, but uh, good thing is you can go down to Florida and totally erase that slate. They lost to Southern Illinois by like six touchdowns a week before, so we didn't spend a minute on them. Because I thought if they lose one double A, like if they're a bad one double A team, what is that game going to look like? 
And it just goes to show you about college football you don't know. But one thing I knew last week, and I'm out of my skis right now because I'm having a really good prognosticating college football season for some reason so far, which shows you how screwed up the year is. That Texas bunch went right down there to Alabama. And I just want to officially today open the Alabama Crimson Tide Crisis Hotline. If you're listening to me today, I want you to know we feel your pain. And in a few weeks, we are going, if we can get our quarterback situation straightened out, we're going to be your pain. But today, we feel your pain. So if you hear you that old dude that used to call the road tide last year, we haven't heard from him, by the way. Uh, I would like to hear from you. I, I would, You know, we feel your pain. If you're a Bama fan today, we feel your pain. You see what college football looks like, Bama fan, when you don't have a five-star guy quarterback? See what it looks like? See, And you don't have difference makers on defense and playmakers everywhere? This is what the rest of the world has felt like all these years. And now, Nick Saban, you don't talk so loud and you don't seem so proud Bino are you ready to proclaim that miserable era of college football over like I am because I think they're going to lose two or three games this year like Matt Dixon does and the first sign that your dynasty's over is when somebody goes into your building and beats you uh, I think our thousands and thousands of listeners uh, wants me to uh, stay out of that do it, Bino. You've been doing it all these years. You've done it like a hundred times. Yeah, standing it's never now worked. It's real. So I'm taking, I'm taking a different tact. Now Alabama's real, here to stay. They're not going to lose another football game the entire year. I like uh, when we had Phil Steele on in the summer, and he's going through all these power ratings for all these other teams. I said, what about a, how's Alabama going to win? And you got them in the playoffs, and he goes, well, they have Nick Saban. And I'm like, uh, coaches don't play games? It's kind of like this thing this year with our coach and not having hooker. Coaches don't play games. Inevitably, players have to play games. That's why all the coach worshipers. Listen, players have to play games. you got to have players. you go win these games, you got to have players. And Alabama doesn't have enough difference makers on either side of the ball, uh, which is why if we can get our act together, that's invariably a win- winnable game. That's a winnable game for us. A&M, winnable game. Georgia, not a winnable game. Georgia, not a winnable game. But the rest of them, who knows? The problem is when you're playing quarterback the way we're playing quarterback and you're playing offense the way we're playing offense, uh, there's a bunch of losable games on your schedule, too. That's the problem here. And that's what you're going to get in the league this year. This league looks like a mishmash of, of, of pretty good teams, and Tennessee's one of them at this point. We're going to come back. I want to hear from you. 865-200-5402. And another drive, Bino, on hole number one. Best drive you've ever hit in your life, Bino. They're firing golf balls out there with some cannon. Did you hear that, Bino? My dog is literally in the Raymere studio laying at Brian's feet right now, Bean Star. <laughs> They're shooting with a cannon from yes, on your first On the first hole, shooting with a cannon. That's what you just heard. Yes. I got a machine that'll putt for you. <laughs> as we, if they did, I'd come out here and play golf every day. If they had a machine that could drive and putt for you, as we continue with more after this. This is Terry Wilcox, aka the Chicken Man, aka T Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. 
Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird & Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big, no tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113 or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Automobile Keys is a local, family-owned and operated car key programming business. Whether you need a smart key, switchblade key, key fob, transponder key, or just a basic car key replacement, we're your best choice for affordable, programmable replacement keys in minutes. Give us a call at 615-878-9087 or visit our website at automobilekeys.com. You can email us at cody at automobilekeys.com. Automobile Keys is a proud sponsor of Whitthorn Middle School football. Come by our van out front after the game and say hello. Go Tigers! Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. 
You'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. It's a place where chaos mixes with speed. And a playoffs weekend becomes a lifetime of memories. It's a tradition like no other, at a track like no other. And after it's all over, you still won't believe it ever happened. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Blessed, happy, thrilled, fired up, focused, prepared. With you today on a Monday, Beaverbrook, where we be, in North Knoxville. I want to thank Premier Truck Group of uh, Knoxville for the invite to our charity golf tournament benefiting paralyzed veterans of America. I'm going to let Bino say a word about 9-11 and what it means to him uh, a little later on today. Full steam ahead for the Vols into SEC play. We will go to the phones. Bino. True or false, Florida is currently on hold. And I ask you this because for the past couple weeks after Florida's performance on the field, you couldn't have found that dude with a search warrant on this show. He's uh, hanging out with that Cavalcante guy up in the hills of Chester County uh, who's been on the loose. For those of you following the true crime situation in Pennsylvania, he was – Hold up in Longwood Gardens over the weekend, which is approximately, I am not kidding you, those of you that are familiar with Longwood Gardens, that is approximately 600 feet from where I grew up. And I am, Bino's seen it, I am not kidding. But uh, that dude's still on the run 13 days later. He's escaped the perimeter like nine times, but who's counting? Uh, Bino, true or false, Florida is on hold. True or false, what say you? Oh, I got true on that, Tony. Do you think Florida, in his alleged mind, believes they're going to beat the Volunteers right now? Do you think Florida believes that after seeing what he saw over the weekend? I, I think he believes that. Uh, yes, I believe he believes that wholeheartedly. Do, do you believe the Florida fans, because this is an interesting question, do you believe the Florida fans before the season thought they were beating the Tennessee Volunteers? Before the season, be now. I think uh, they look at us the way we look at Kentucky, Tony, especially when we're playing down there. Back to the phones we go. I bet you they're a lot more hopeful now than they were a couple weeks ago, if we're kind of honest about it. Let's get Roderick in here. The, an- the answer to the, the, tr- the question today for the Living Vol fan is, I want your thoughts on what you saw against APSU and truthfully, truthfully, can we draw conclusions from that football game? I say you're playing a one double A kicking scrimmage. It's hard for the team to get up, but I am very concerned about the quarterback play. I just am. But the rest of it is whatever it was. It's a one double A opponent. But when Heupel's offense fails to put up video game numbers through a couple games, uh, Houston, we have a problem. Uh, I gotta say, I've done a lot of golf tournaments up here. Somebody just hit a ball, Bino, that bounced right past me up here at Beaverbrook. A ball just went bouncing by me. That was a nice shot. That was a nice shot. And now I'm being told where balls are getting thrown up here. Okay, well that explains it. We're catching strays. Let's go to the phones. 
You get uh, Roderick. A ball just bounced over my head. Roderick, hello and welcome in. Hey, what's going on? From what's up, Roderick? How you doing? I got uh, one statement, Tony, and two questions. Hit it. The first, um, I'm sorry, one question and two statements. The first question is, do you know if Cooper is going to be able to play this week? That's a million-dollar question. Josh Heupel's going to probably address that and keep it murky and nebulous, I'm sure. Uh, he dressed out over the weekend, um, which could have been, from Tennessee's perspective, a little bit of subterfuge, trying to have some fun with Florida. I will drill down on that. As we told you back in the summer, he was uh, hurt a lot worse than they were letting on. So if we can determine um, whether or not he's going to be there, we'll figure that out for you. We'll find that out for you. Okay. Uh, first of two statements. I never in my life thought that I would miss one player like this team is missing Darnell Wright. It's unbelievable how the line has changed compared to when Darnell Wright was on that line compared to what it looks like right now. Well, I mean, back in the summer, we talked about how one of their one of their real concerns was the way the line was playing. And uh, look, I, mean, I think Tennessee's front team. seven, Tennessee's front seven, is a lot better than they were last year. They run better, so I'm sure that was kind of rough going in practice, you know, leading up to the season. But at the same time, that that uh, line play at times Saturday night was a tough watch, right against your guys from one double-A football, man. Hey, I just cannot get over how much Darnell Wright really meant to this team. And now that, you know, the fans and the coaches, they see it. And to Bino's point earlier, as far as, you know, that Austin D game, uh, I believe the fan base thought before that Citrus Bowl that Joe Milton was going to have a game like he played against Austin P. And he proved them wrong because he played at home Again, you know, with his family and everybody there. And I'm hoping that's what's going to happen against Florida. I think he's going to go down there, Tony, and we're going to wipe their butt. Boy, I hope you're God right, bless. man. Thank go you. Home. Same to you. And, you know, wow. we got Joe Milton out here on, on uh, hole number one, Bino, firing, firing balls, throwing <laughs> drives. Let's get Z-Man you, in here. You know, Tony, Bino, real quick before we get Z-Man, uh, I'm – I've, without Cooper, I've actually been fairly impressed with the way the line has has played. But my my question is, who have we done it against? You know, I, I do think that the strength of Virginia's team was probably their front seven defensively. I thought the line played pretty well in that game. Uh, I haven't rewatched uh, the Austin P game and never will, uh, which you have to do to kind of. It's hard to tell how your line's playing when you're in the stadium. Uh, but I, I've actually been a little bit impressed with the way they played without Cooper. But, uh, again, uh, Florida's a brand-new kettle of fish here. Well, and it's a road game. You know, yeah. Here's the thing about it. You haven't performed well in two controlled environments. Uh, George Plaster had me on, you know, Tuesday when I'm on there with him. And they, Billy Derrick threw, threw the photo up of the stadium and, and George goes, can you find the Virginia fans in here for me? And I said, I don't think there are any. I mean, looking at it, that's a home game. 
You weren't exactly Sterling Golden then, but, you know, okay, first game, Mulligan. The scary thing is, there's another Joe Milton pass. The scary thing is, is that Bazooka Joe on hole number one, who knew? Multitasking this week. The scary thing, Bino, is that you're supposed to improve. Week one to week two is supposed to be your best improvement. That's the old adage, right? Boy, but here's the thing, and this is why I won't, I now refuse to give in to sensationalizing Saturday night's game. Saturday night's game, if they would have put up video game numbers, I would have said was a kicking scrimmage. So because you didn't, I'm not going to overly sensationalize it either, but the quarterback play simply has to be better, or you have no chance of Florida. If he plays the way he played in the first half the other night, you will get, not only will you lose, you'll get beat by a couple scores. And you heard it here first. And I did not think that that was remotely possible back in the summer. Because Florida is not good. They are, in the words of Florida, slaw. And as I've said before, they're not even coleslaw. They're Dairy Queen coleslaw. Back to the phones we go. Z-Man's up next. Z-Man, welcome in. Hey, boys. How are y'all? Hey, brother. How you doing? So you uh, tried to get me and Tony on the post game the other day about four times, but it just didn't it just didn't happen on Twitter Spaces. So uh, I wanted to uh, tell you um, I, I thought it was interesting that the way that we honored the artful Dodger the other night was to dodge the end zone, um, but that that was uh, that was definitely a a rough a rough game. I, I think what we've seen through two games. Um, and, and like you said, I don't want to sensationalize any of this, but I think there are some things that we can see through two games. Both of those teams played us too deep and took away the deep ball and said, if you're going to beat us, you're going to have to throw across the middle. There are guys open across the middle, but if we can't hit those balls across the middle the way that Joe did against Clemson, we're not going to win many games at all. Because if you don't, if you've got shaky quarterback play, and and uh, then your offensive line um, can't block well enough that they that they don't have to stack the box, um, that's a recipe for disaster in a Josh Heupel offense. And and I think that I I was so frustrated, Tony, on the post game calling show because. It seemed like everybody and their brother was calling in saying, we went vanilla, Josh Hopple just, you know, uh, stopped calling plays and all of this because uh, he didn't want to show anything to Florida. And I just thought that's never been Hypel's MO, ever. He would have rather put up 60 on those guys, if not more. Uh, and he wanted to get Nico touches. He wanted to get his young guy touches. But when we've got our starting defensive line in, at the end of the fourth quarter to make a goal line stand so that they don't score to make it closer, it, it, it's bad. Um, and, and I think everybody needs to realize that, uh, that we don't have a lot of confidence in this offense uh, right now. And how do you call plays? What do you do when you, when you don't believe that your quarterback can hit, the, hit, hit slants and posts and those things and they're taking away the deep ball? And you're struggling to wonder if your offensive line can create holes and, and guys can run because all they got to do is stack the box and then sort of can cut down your run game. 
So what do you do? And I think that's the only thing he could do is throw those bubble screens and say, let's see if our receivers can now block their defense back. But then you take the risk of getting these pass interference calls because the guys, your receivers aren't disciplined enough to catch it behind the line of scrimmage. Well, and Bino's, Bino made a great point, which is the thing that's really startling about Saturday when you stop and think about it, and again, you don't want to overreact, but Bino, I don't know how you phrased it, but it felt to me like we were back in Club Gitmo, and here's what I mean. If you look at Joe Milton's numbers at the end of the night, 147.5 rating, whatever that means, which is supposed to be pretty good, his passing numbers, to Z-Man's point, end up being really good on the night because essentially what Tennessee did is they did throwing handoffs, and I'm not diminishing that. I'm not. But against a 1AA opponent, you should be able to flip the ball out in the flat all night, and your Division One guys should be able to block those guys downfield, which is what happened. So, And, again, that's where I go back to this whole concept of if you do it, great. It's what you're supposed to do. If you don't do it, uh-oh, it's alarming. So there's really nothing you can win from playing those games. But, you know, the thing that really startled me was – to this whole, we want to keep it vanilla crowd. All of a sudden, Josh Heupel wants to go out there and look like Jeremy Pruitt on offense, and we're going to keep it vanilla. I don't know how you put it earlier, but he's never done it. Like, it would be one thing if we've seen this and he's pulled off the gas, but I specifically remember that Jason Simpson guy being pretty upset with him because they were, they were throwing the ball over the place on him. They were pulling... They were pulling out trick plays on him, basically. I mean, they were doing anything they wanted to do to him. So, Beanstar, I'm trying to – I think Z's got some good points here. And I don't want to overreact to Saturday, but I don't know how you can't be concerned about what we saw, Beano. Well, I, I think the concern should basically be, for the most part, limited to to – Joe Milton. I, I think the rest of it can probably be explained away, uh, ec- except for Milton's portion of it. And uh, you know, they they went away from it fairly quickly. Uh, I, I thought they should have tried to throw downfield more. Uh, and I, I I know no more about what's going on in Hypo's mind or Halsley's mind than than the next guy. My opinion is that the horizontal nature of our of our offense last Saturday was based on the fact that they they just had they didn't have a whole lot of faith in him throwing it down the field. But Bino, let me let me push back against that just for a second. If if you want to throw deep, you got to give the guy time. And our offensive line is struggling to give Joe Milton time against Austin P. Much less and Virginia, much less what we're going to face in Florida. So, I wasn't talking about over the top, Zay. I was talking about the medium-range passes that you were talking about. Now, I, yeah. I agree with that. But I, I think I think we have a recipe for disaster, and, 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 and I don't mean that in the season. I, I'm just saying when you look at the components of a Heifel offense, the defense has to pick their poison, so to speak. If you're going to load the box, we're throwing over you or we're getting guys open and you're going to have to go man. And I believe that my receivers can get open versus your defensive backs or linebackers or safeties or whoever. But if you want to load the box and take away the run, you've got to have a quarterback 
that can throw guys open, or you got to have a quarterback that can make some plays with his feet. That's right. And right that's, now, that's a trick with him. Not doing either. No, right he's now, not a runner. Not doing either. No. But when, that, and that's, putting, yeah. but when they call his runs, Tony, when they call his runs, he's running the ball. But it's almost like unless you tell him, "Hey, what I want you to do right here is to run the ball." It's like he's being coached, or I don't know if he's being coached this way, but it's like he's not throwing the ball. But anyways, can I can I ask one question, and then I'll get out of here. Um, uh, let let some other guys get on there. And this this just a, a question for Bino. Uh, Bino, what was what is mo- what was more ugly, or what's more ugly? Is it our uniforms we wore Saturday? Is it the telecast that we had to watch Saturday, or is it Tony's short game? Y'all have a good day. See ya. Rank them, Bino. Tony Short Game, the telecast, or our uniforms. You've played golf with me, Bino. Well, I didn't watch the telecast. Um, and uh, Smoky Gray is not my favorite. Uh, and I've had limited opportunity to see Tony play golf, but uh, uh, I would have to go with Tony's Short Game. I retired from non-competitive golf when my son was like 12, and he took me out. He took the sport up. Six months later, he went out and whipped me. I went home, told Laura, this true story. I said, I'm done. And I had like a semi-new set of clubs, and she goes, well, you got a new set of clubs. And I said, yeah. I said, and I just got beat by a 12-year-old, and I didn't sign up for this, and I'm going to play music full-time, and that's what I do. So. People over here at Beaverbrook are looking at me like you never, like you never appear. Like they, they, they I'm like, I'm like the Loch Ness monster over here. Uh, let's go back to the phones and we'll get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Uh, as uh, on the screen it says, Sevy, Sevy, welcome in. Is this Sevy? <laughs> no, Tony B. You wish it was Sevy. Oh, you, you, you hey, is this Titan Spill? Is this Titan Spill? No, it's not Titans Bill either. But you probably wish it was him too. All right, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Who is it? This is Florida. Your worst oh. nightmare. Oh boy. Bino. Oh, boy. Bino, listen. I, I got three things, Bino. I'm glad you're back because you make the most sense out of everybody in his crew except Doctor Sean. Both of y'all about the same. But listen, Tony B was while you were gone last Wednesday. I called last Wednesday. Tony B said because you said Bino that you kind of worried about, you know, us going down there and just molly walking Florida like Tony B and Dr. Sean and all the other guys said. That y'all there you go, there. using that molly whopping word again. You only <laughs> use that around Italian people. I'm back to this again, man. Why use the term molly <laughs> Listen, because that's what y'all said y'all was going to beat us, Tony B. You said you was going to go down I, and beat us. I don't know what that word is. I've never say. used that word. That's, a, that's an ethnic Italian slur you're using in my presence, and I'm offended. Okay, don't be offended, Tony B. They're just words. You know what I mean? But I get Molly Wop. Go ahead. He said he said that you were scared, Bino. He said you 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 wasn't thinking you wasn't thinking right. That you was being concerned. You know, you was being a little conservative about y'all going in there beating us like that. Which you made the most sense because this is the SEC, isn't it, Tony B? This is the league where everybody plays each other close in the SEC, right? This is the same league. Y'all are starting Graham Mertz at quarterback, man. Graham Mertz has the Graham Mertz has the body of a forty-eight-year-old man. Have you seen him? Hey, he ain't beating anybody. 
He we had be- Treon Harris. We had Treon Harris, and he was a midget. Trying to get y'all point. into this thing. That's, that's a good point. Is that true? Okay. Yeah, so, Felipe so Franks Peter, wasn't Felipe Franks wasn't exactly Adonis either. You guys have you guys have right. had the bum of the month club who've beaten us. There's no doubt about that. So maybe okay. that's true. So, leave Graham Mertz alone. Let him let him go. Graham Mertz looks like he's Graham Mertz has a dad bod and he's freaking a, a college quarterback. Kirby Smart. <laughs> Graham Mertz thinks Kirby Smart has a good body. Hey, Tony B. That sounds like fear. I sense a little fear in your heart. I sense a little fear. I'm, I'm here looking for your heart that you lost somewhere along the line. Where's your heart at? Where's all that talk? But you know what it's going to be, Tony B? It's going to be close. And it's going to be like it is. Oh, don't like, tell me like, that. Like you just said about Alabama, the tide is turning on everybody. The tide is turning on Alabama. You see how Nick Saban walks out now? He's slumping. He ain't the oh, energetic yeah. Nick Saban no more. No, he's uh, running he's out slumping. Because yeah, he's yeah. nervous. He know what he got. He know what he got. And he's got troubles. He's got troubles. And I'm not Texas smoke. Hey, hey Texas in that fourth quarter, they smoked them like a joint cigarette, my man. They that's, hammered that's them I'm in that fourth about. quarter. Just like LSU put it on, uh, just like Florida State put it on LSU in that fourth quarter. Bino, those are things that aren't supposed to happen to these power Southeastern Conference teams. Those things are not supposed to happen in this league, Bino. Uh, it's been a real ragged start for the league, to say to say the least. Uh, a humbling, humbling start. Uh, Florida, I think I think Tennessee's got the best team. I think they should win down there on Saturday. Uh, but uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I think it's been since about 1990 since I saw Tennessee blow Florida out, and none of them happened down there in Gainesville. Yes, sir. And they haven't won down there since 2003. To, 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 to put it, put it bluntly. Tony B, it, you you you, you got to say something about Joe Milton. Joe Milton's a good kid. I like the way he's in the inner city. He's dealing a lot of friends of mine, kids, and I like that. I, you know what I mean? He's a good kid, but he's not your quarterback. Somebody's gonna be screaming for Nico in the in the near future. Somebody's gonna be screaming for him. And guess what, Tony B? Quiet as it kept. You, you were screaming. You're just not saying it loud enough where everybody can hear. You. But you're screaming it because that's what you want. You want a little bit of accuracy. But guess what? He's not ready like Arch Manning. He's not ready. And like I said, y'all y'all going to be in a little bit of trouble. So you got something to think about. If you don't want to go down there and, and, and rip, up, rip, up our, rip up our league, the Swamp is a hard place to play in. It's a hard place to play in, just like Neyland Stadium is a hard place to play in. But you don't want to listen to that. You'd rather hang up in my face and tell me I, I have a good day that I'm not. Florida, here, Florida, I'm not Florida, 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 Florida. This is verbal brow the same physical nobody's okay. gonna hang up listen nobody's gonna hang up on you okay now Bino, when you're done is gonna take a few cheap shots at you and rip you but that's his nature i come in love with you today and nothing but respect but here's the deal dude your quarterback looks like for the old throwback fans billy kilmer running around out there he looks like he's 80 years old he sucked at wisconsin He's going to suck here. He sucked against Utah. You won a one double A game and ran up some numbers, and you can feel better about yourself. You've got to be freaking kidding me. You guys are, and there goes another Joe Milton. Joe Milton, there goes another Bazooka Joe pass into the end zone. I mean, come on, man. You know it's coming. You won two double A games, Tony B, and you out here talking to me about one 
double A game and we went and we beat the we we lost to the Pac twelve championship champions two years. We beat them once and we lost once. To the Pac twelve champion. Which is which is may not mean nothing to y'all, but y'all out here playing high school teams and you and, and Joe Milton still can't figure it out. So guess what? If I want to go out here and just throw rocks like you throwing these rocks at my teammate and my and my team, Tony B, I can throw rocks. Your, your team's line, slow, dude. Your you're, defensive back stuck. You know what I mean? Te- well, listen, listen. Like now you're getting. Now you're say. Uh, now you're. See, what you've done is you've crossed that line. You've taken something verbal and you've made. Now you want to hang up. Go ahead. I, I love it. I love. Hang it. up? No, I'm not going to hang up. You're out of here. 50%. I didn't hang up. No, no. You're done. Thank you. I'm not going to hang up on you. It's not my nature. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. My man, Jim Peters, is in the house, and I, I want to thank him for inviting me here. I want to give Bino an opportunity here to say a word about what nine eleven means to him. You know, we are here, Premier Truck uh, Group of Knoxville Charity Golf Tournament, right here live at Beaverbrook. Now, my friends at TLD Logistics invited me in. When they invite me, I come. But I love the cause. This is the benefit paralyzed veterans of America are raising thousands of dollars today. And visiting with the organizers of this event, they are all in on this cause. Now, Bino saw a piece of the merchandise that they're going to auction off here. But I also want to thank Mike in Portland, who sent in a really beautiful, state-of-the-art, beautiful, brand-new golf bag that's going to be used as part of the silent auction. Sent it from Portland, Oregon. That's kind of the kind of audience we have here. And I want to thank Mike for that. A couple other people have sent in and some prizes as well. So we've got like a silent auction going here. But, you know, let's talk about 9-11, my man. What you were with the, I always get this wrong, but talk about, your uh how 9-11 will always be a part of your life uh well tony my uh the late great don carson uh lifelong friend of mine was the national training coordinator for the operating engineers and operating engineers are basically heavy equipment operators uh or they're they're hvac guys stationary guys in in plants but of course this was uh uh, in support of the heavy equipment operators who who worked at the at the 9/11 site, um, uh, he went up uh, to uh, to help them and provide health and safety equipment and advice for them uh, as they as they worked uh, on the site. Um, so he was uh, he was the true um, he he was a true hero during that period. Uh, I had an opportunity to go up there. On a couple of occasions, more to support him and give him a little taste of home than anything else. But uh, what what I saw while I was up there was after seeing the worst in humanity, uh, which is a terrorist attack that takes countless innocent lives. Uh, I, I saw the very best in humanity in the way that everyone uh, in in the city and and everyone supporting the city of New York came together uh, to uh, um, in that in that cleanup and in, in that healing uh, that that we all needed. So it, I, I saw the gamut of what there is to see there, 
uh, and I, it, it gave me a belief that we in this country uh, and in times of need can come together. I, I hope that's still the case. Bino, I'll never forget sharing that time with you on the air and when Paisan was alive. Um, just the nature of what you guys were in the middle of up there because, you know, one minute we're living in a country that's um, greatest on earth, no question. And, I mean, today I think about these these paralyzed veterans at this golf tournament's for, but, you know, one minute you're sitting there and everything's going well, and the next minute you're in the middle of something else. And there's just no way to prepare for that. And down through the years, I'm just so thankful that we get to live and hide in a sports world where we get to hide in the good times and the fellowship and the fun. And that whole thing kind of changed me um, from the perspective of what we do, how we do, why we do. And, and Don kind of taught me that, you know, to always kind of look for the look for the good in things. So, but I appreciate you sharing Bino was there the night, and he knows the ultimate power of sport. You were in that Yankee Stadium. Who's the third baseman that hit the home run? For some reason, I, the word brocious comes to mind. Scott brocious. You were there that night, right? In the in, in a World yeah, Series it, game. It's it's the only sporting event I've ever been to, Tony. Uh, that you knew was just so much more than a sporting event. That that was a part of a city's healing. Uh, and and coming together, it was just uh, it 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 was just moving. Um, the I the World Series win the was one yeah. thing. It was yeah. It was all that went along with that that you could feel. I remember you saying at the time, Bino, that nobody left. Like it was like an hour deal. Everybody was no, sitting there singing no, New, no York, one, New York. No one left. They, and people as hardened as they are up there are crying their eyes out. Yeah. Just everybody's just yeah. free, you know. I mean, I can just imagine how powerful that was, man. Like a great yeah, church it, service or something, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, it's you know, I, I love sports, but it was a, uh, it was, it was kind of a cleansing that you don't generally get from sports and a feeling of healing that you don't generally get from sports. It, it was more about those people being together on that night in that site. We're going to come back on the other side. We're going to hear from Josh Heupel. Uh, in hour two, and continue to take your phone calls. Tennessee with a really odd football game over the weekend. Odd is the way I'm going to describe it. I mean, odd is the only way I can describe it. We're going to continue on the other side, bring it back. Live today, we're at Beaverbrook uh, Golf and Country Club. As we come back, premier truck group of Knoxville Charity Golf Tournament benefiting paralyzed veterans of America. More after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. 
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I'm a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Imagine all the hits you love in one collection. Live it up with favorites like, I won, did you hear me? I won! Or the timeless treasure, I just won $5,000! And who can forget the all-time classic, Look who's going on vacation! Get your hands on the cash-loaded Hit Instant Games collection at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. And let the good times roll. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Happy New Year! 
Make it a happy new year. Become the Powerball first millionaire of the year. Announced live on Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan Seacrest. Enter to win a VIP trip for two to New York that will include a three-night stay at a luxurious Times Square hotel, a chance at a million dollars, and more. Enter any Powerball ticket at tnviprewards.com by October 31st. From the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. I've got our favorite grocer on the line, Mr. Miles Johnson. Miles, how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. You've got some great deals. I'll tell you, there's one that really piqued my interest at the T-Bone Steak Special. Yep, we got T-Bone Steaks for four ninety nine a pound. Eight pound bag potatoes, three ninety nine each. Lux beans, five for five. And sun drop, twelve packs, two for nine. Man, with the great weekend we got, the weather's going to be absolutely gorgeous. You know, you can get yourself some charcoal there as well, and uh, go ahead and cook yourself up some steaks and potatoes on the grill. Man, and nothing like that. So, Miles, as always, you guys are open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. You're located right there on West 7th Street. Uh, you'll have some great deals next week as well. So you and the folks have a fantastic weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All righty. Thank you. Thank you, Miles. All right. Once again, that's Miles Johnson from Foodland. Go check them out. They got some amazing, amazing things on sale. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you, hour number two on the radio. Let's go right back to it. Bino's there. I'm here. Brandon's up next. Josh Heupel's going to speak in seven or so. You won't miss a minute. Hello and welcome in. And we're going to do a TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime right on the spot, right in front of the great Jim Peters who changed my life. Let's get our next call in. Brandon, hello. Basilio. Yo. Brando, good to talk to you, Bino and Brian. What it I, is, uh, bro, what it is. You guys already kind of hit on my first point I was going to make about uh, Heifel's never played uh, vanilla on purpose or held back a playbook. I, I firmly believe that last year's roster would have put 70 on that team Saturday. Now that I've kind of chilled out a little bit i feel like uh matt dixon's on to something there with the either o-line or quarterback issues right but i just how tennessee is it for us to have maybe some o-line or quarterback trust issues and not sure what it is or maybe they were just looking ahead i don't know but for a season where a very weird saturday like you said but we're going down there to how you eloquently put it florida field and they suck. Alabama has issues on both sides of the ball. That was evident. South Carolina's horrible. A&M is A&M. They're trash. And we've got them all scheduled. And it felt like it just feels like that Hendon Hooker and Jalen Hyatt were just a year early. And the last season was so fun. It was awesome beating them in Alabama and Neyland Stadium. But here we are with the prime setup besides for Georgia our rivals and they both suck A&M and South Carolina too and it just feels like ooh if we could just get a couple pieces of the puzzle together you know if Milton just had a little bit of touch if uh, Cooper Mays could come back and then like that other caller show Darnell Wright it's just a little bit of things missing that I hope can come together maybe they'll go down there to Florida and have a fire lit and it just looks like a totally different team Bino said, if they go down there and beat them, we won't even remember the Austin P game. 
You know what I mean? You know, you bring up such an excellent point. And by the way, thank you for recognizing it's not the swamp, it's Florida Field. I mean, please stop that. The swamp, <laughs> hey, hey, the swamp was drained 20 years ago, okay? It's just that Tennessee hadn't gotten the memo. Brenda, if you think about it, Georgia Southern went down there and won. Kentucky's gone down there and won a couple times. Yeah. Uh, uh, Vanderbilt's gone down there. Everybody's won down there but us. I mean, we're going to make a list of the teams that have gone down there and won. But us, we've made true? it look. Yeah, go ahead. Is that true what Florida said? Was it, was it really 2003 last time we yeah, went down 20 there and won? 20 years. We've we've made that thing look so much harder than it has to be. As the Eagle said in the song, I can't tell you why. So much harder than it has to be. And I can't tell you why. I I just can't. And, you know, I was laughing at their stiff quarterback because this guy's a stiff. This Graham Mertz guy. I mean, literally, I I would beat that dude in a pose down. And I got body by Dunkin' Donuts right now, okay? But here's the thing. Here's the thing, man. Let's... Consider this for a second. We've lost to every stiff in the world that they've trotted out there at quarterback. In every way possible. In every way possible. But, Bino, you know, Brenda's got a great point here. This league outside of Georgia, I don't know that we've seen it like this, Beanstar. I really don't that two ways you can look at it wow what an opportunity we've got and we may not we may not have the offensive capabilities to take advantage of it you you can also look at it in in what's somewhat of a transition year for us offensively i believe uh it it gives us some hope too (laughs) that we don't have to be the uh typical hypo offense to to win a number of football games so were they just sleepwalking? No. Uh, one AA football game. Played a lot of people on defense, which is what happened to our defensive team. There goes another Joe Milton yeah. uh, ball down the middle. Um, all, by the way, off a shoulder pad. It was thrown behind the guy. It hit a guy in a shoulder pad, though. Um, no, I just think – I. I just and I haven't been able to drill down on this because I've been able to get in touch with my two people that I they're going to help me, um, who generally do. Although I did talk to a couple people around the deal who said the wide receivers are starting to kind of grumble a little bit. Look, those guys want their numbers, mm-hmm. and to your point, Heupel wants his numbers. Mm-hmm. Heupel doesn't want to have an offense that's in the thirties or forties. That's not what they do. When's the last time this guy had a pedestrian offense? This guy doesn't do that. This is the last point I'll make. I think Texas and Oklahoma coming into the league is actually a good thing because we'll have less of these games. Uh, and I, nothing against Austin T. I, I think they were they were they were fired up and ready, but they just didn't have the roster, you know. But I, I just I think these games where you have the uh, the chance that you could overlook it or look to next week and, and having less of those types of games is going to be better. But I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm not sold, but that was all that was going on, but I appreciate it. Tony. You guys have a good one. Thank you, B. Yeah. The, the deal is you, you go out and you play these one double a games. What do you get from it? 
The kids know who's in front of them. Talked to a friend of mine yesterday. He gave me a lot of grief. He's like, Tony, it's an embarrassing, embarrassing thing to say for you to say that. You can't really believe it. And I'm going, actually, I do believe it because you can tell guys, hey, you got to get ready for this. You got to get up for this game. It's really important, blah, blah, blah. Guys know they're a 45-point favorite. Everybody has an app in their in their hands these days. These kids are less shielded from the gambling thing than ever before. They all know the spreads. They all know the other team. This is not 25 or 30 years ago. Well, you know, they got this and they got... That team the week before, Brian, what was the score when they played that Southern Illinois or... Uh, hang on, I'll get it. Because um, John Adams had said it to me. And I didn't realize it because, to be honest with you, uh, Brian was like, you want to get some people on from their deal? And I was like, no, because I'm so tired of playing those games. They lost 49-23 to to Southern Illinois, one double-A football team the week before. They gave up 49 points. Tennessee scored 30. And let me tell you something. Josh Heupel, who's getting ready to meet the depressed here momentarily, and we're going to take it live. His face after that game, when talking about his offense, he had Nick Saban's usual countenance, okay? Which is to say he looked like he bit a bitter apple. I don't know that I've seen him that despondent, but more bummed out. He was totally bummed out the other night at the way they played, and you could see the level of concern on his face. He, Let me put it to you this way. He did not look like a coach. Like some of you want to have this narrative that, oh, well, that's what they wanted to do, you know, just kind of go out and run the ball. No, 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 no. He looked like a guy that was urinated off, like we're going to get this thing fixed. And what's interesting about our league playing in this league versus other leagues is that you constantly have to get back up. Even the really good teams like a Tennessee, the LSUs of the world, you constantly have to get back up. Constantly in this league. And that's where Tennessee is, Bino. Thank goodness they didn't have a better opponent in front of them Saturday because the way they played offensively, if they would have had a decent team, in week two on that schedule, I don't know that they would have gotten out of there with a win, Bean. No. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, Tony, lack of focus and lack of a sense of urgency obviously were factors in that. And then, and then once you begin to struggle and, and a team that has no business being in a game with you, still in the game uh, early in the second half, uh, you know, then you begin to press a little bit and, uh, I don't. I don't think any of that had anything to do with um, our our lack of ability to take advantage of the of the mid range passing game. But I think it had. I, I certainly think it 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 had something to do with how sharp we were in other areas. Or so again, you can go to Florida and completely cleanse the air. Uh, this will never be thought of again. If you go down there and you have a solid performance and you beat them down there, then everyone's just looking forward to come what comes uh, next. Uh, you, you know, 
Florida's always set the tone on our seasons, always since they moved up there at the top of the schedule and took Auburn's place. Uh, and, you know, now if you go down there and you throw up a stinker there, then then a storm starts. Well, and that's what Orange Throat wrote today. I mean, his, his tagline, and he's right. Uh, you know, look, you can't be uh, – this is not being an alarmist. If you go down there and you stink on offense, this guy's going to lose his job. The the quarterback is. That's what's going to happen. I mean, I, whether you want to play that true freshman or not, because these guys don't sign up for this. They don't want to do this. They do not want to do this. Orange Throat asks the doomsday scenario. Gator defense sells out on the run, gets a lead. Milton can't generate anything in the passing game. Heupel does not want to have to go to a true freshman in that situation, even as talented as Nico is. And the ramifications that that has for the rest of the season. But, you know, if you're put in that spot and you play a first half that looks like last week's first half and... I mean, look, it's two games and the Virginia first half. And the Virginia first half. If you do that twice and you do that a third time, Bino, all of a sudden, look, you and I are baseball guys, and baseball is a sample size sport. You cannot overreact in baseball to a couple games. You can't. However, football, three games is a sample size. Three games is... Equivalent to 40 games in Major League Baseball. Three games as a sample. If you go down there and you play a bad first half and you look like he did in that first half, they're going to have a decision to make. And they do not want to do that. Broke's right. They do. Everybody I talk to says, perfect world, all off season, just be an okay college quarterback. It's all we need from this guy. Now, some people in town, and that's fine. They've embarrassed themselves. He's going to be a top ten pick. Hey, listen, him and he and I are going to walk up there and shake Goodell's hand. Okay, I'm going to be there with him. Okay, you got about as much chance to be a first round pick as I do. Okay, now give me a break. But be a good. Co- I mean, why we can't just say be a good college quarterback? This offense is built for Mackenzie Milton as a third-team player to go out and, and, and have a, a great and put up great numbers. It's built to rehabilitate that guy that they turned into a first-round pick. Here, at, we at, here, we here we go. Here's Josh Heupel, the man, the myth, the legend. Two and, and um, you know, obviously uh, a day that uh, this country won't forget. So um, looking forward to going, playing a really good football team here. Um, you know, Great opportunity. Uh, you come to Tennessee uh, because you want to play in these types of games, these types of environments, um, you know, sitting on prime time Saturday night. Um, great challenge in front of us, really good football team. Um, you know, the big, strong, athletic on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Skill players uh, on both sides are, are really good. Uh, great speed, and it will be a huge test for us. So I'll open it up. Post game, you mentioned how today and yesterday was going to be crucial in how the team responded. How do you assess their response? Yeah, really good. Um, good energy uh, out on the grass with them today, but really good in the in the meeting room too. 
uh, anticipated that from uh, from these guys. Uh, we got strong leadership. Uh, guys care about their performance, but they care how they get there too. Uh, I said it after the game too. I didn't feel like we didn't prepare the right way. Um, at the end of the day, we were on the right side of the competitive edge to, to go play the way that we're capable of. That being said, there's a lot of things that went that we did really well too during the course of the game. Uh, I thought the effort, strain, energy, uh, technique on special teams was really good. Uh, defensively, uh, played really sound. You know, a majority of the football game. Um, you know, uh, gap assignments uh, allowed a couple of big runs early in the football game, but other than that, really good. Offensively, you know, we ran it for dang near eight yards of carry and, and uh, had some efficiency in the pass game too. Um, penalties in the red zone in particular, you know, drop balls, um, you know, hitting a couple more passes um, lead to a, a different score, you know, and certainly one that we all want. But uh, those are all things that we, we control. And, you know, that was a big point of emphasis uh, today with our guys, you know, control the controllable, which is what sits in that room and how we prepare. You're going to have some games like that. Was that a good time for that? Can be, absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, the, uh, you know, as much as anything, uh, the competitive edge that you have to be on the right side of it um, is extremely important. And the difference between success and failure in this game is, is really small. So it wasn't all 11 all at one time. Um, we can be better, need to be better. These guys care. Um, they got a great care factor about them. So we'll have a great week of practice. Tennessee hasn't won in Gainesville since 2003. What can you remember about that last game you played there in uh, 2001 or two, 2021? Yeah, um, listen, uh, first of all, they're always really athletic. Uh, they're physical at the line of scrimmage. Uh, it's a great environment. You know, at the end of the day in this game, and yesterday has nothing to do with today, the previous game, our previous play has nothing to do with what's going to happen on the next play. Um, you know, it's, it's about, you know, Preparing the right way, practicing the right way, that will lead to you playing the right way. Coach, when you look back and watch the tape in the passing game, and, and Joe early on, was it mechanics? Were receivers not on the right page? What did you see that you want to fix this week? At the end of the day, we got we got to go make some plays. That's that's throwing it a little bit better. That's catching it uh, a little bit better. There's you know big chunks of yardage in open grass uh, for us to to go make. Um, you know, Joe would tell you he's got to hit a couple of those. We got to make a play out on the perimeter. Um, you know, some subtle things fundamentally that can help you be more accurate with the ball. But we've seen him operate in that. We just didn't execute it very well early in the football game. With Keenan out, just what did you like from the linebacker unit, in particular, uh, Elijah Herring? Yeah, um, destructive. Um, you know, communicated at a high level. Um, you know, he's a young guy that his best football is going to continue to come down the pipe, man. Um, great confidence in him. Um, you know, but from the rest of the guys that played, too, uh, saw a lot of things that we liked. There's a couple of things that we busted on, too. Um, you know, gave a pass down the middle in the, in the fourth quarter. Um, but uh, we can correct those things. And at the end of the day, that group's going to have to continue to grow up quickly. Uh, we're going to need all those guys as we go down the stretch. Through two games, you guys have not been have not had great efficiency on third down. When you've looked at that, is there any rhyme or reason there? Not, not just one thing. Uh, we got to be better at, you know, calling it, blocking it, executing in the pass game. Like we're capable of it. We just got to be better. That will be big in, in this football game too. You got to convert. You got to stay on the field. You got to give yourself the, the next set of downs. Any update on Cooper? Will he be available for this game? Yeah, uh, he was with us last week, um, you know, warmed up with us. Uh, we made a decision pretty early in the week that he 
probably would not play in, in that football game and, and uh, anticipate him, you know, having a good week of practice here and getting ready. In the uh, missed throws by Joe or the drops by the receivers, had you seen that any in practice leading up to the game or was that was it strange to see that? Yeah, we didn't anticipate that happening. No. Josh, I, I guess with Cooper, if you were to play on Saturday, how much concern is there with a SEC offensive lineman not really going through a ton of contact throughout fall camp in his first action being against an SEC defensive line? Yeah, if he's playing, we have great confidence that he's going to play at the level that he wants to and we need him to, too. Josh, you mentioned a lot of scrimmage, but looking at Florida, skill guys, quarterback, what have you seen on tape? Yeah, they they got great team speed. Uh, you got athletes that can go make plays in space. Um, you got to bottle, bottle up the run game. Uh, that's a huge part of what they do, and that sets up their play action pass. Uh, a year ago, they hurt us with some of that. Um, we got to be able to uh, to fit the run and then uh, play assignment sound and, and play the ball well when it's in the air. After the game, Jabari mentioned about the team being able to settle in early, talking about you know being home and having those jitters. A big scene. Florida obviously going to be a huge environment. How do you either tune out that noise or just get used to playing in those big games to settle in earlier? Yeah, you're not going to completely tune, tune out the noise, but uh, once you get the play call, man, uh, you're focusing on, on your job. It's 11 guys inside of the white line. I don't care if it's at home, on the road, in the backyard. Um, you know These guys have been doing it for a long time. Uh, you do have to control your emotions, right? Um, you got to have uh, um, be able to execute and play from within yourself. Um, that'll be a big part of, of the football game. Jacob Warren had a touchdown week one. McCallan had a touchdown this week. Just how nice is it to see those guys get rewarded? Uh, two guys that do it right every single day. Uh, both have the ability to, to make plays. It's been great to see those guys get an opportunity and then go execute uh, here early in the football season. Uh, those guys, you know, are a huge part of what we do in the pass game and in the run game. Anticipate those guys continuing to have uh, have big years. I'm sure Florida's going to want to run the ball successfully on Saturday. Just what have you seen from your rush defense to, to start the year, and what do you see from Etienne and, and Johnson on tape? Yeah, we've done a good job of, of destructing blocks at the line of scrimmage. Uh, second and third levels have, have fit it right. Um, and... Um, you know, at the end of the day, we've changed the line of scrimmage here the first couple of weeks. Um, and this will be the best offensive line that we've seen. Um, you know, they're big, strong, they're athletic, and, um, and look like a typical uh, Florida offensive line. Joe talked a lot in the summertime and in the preseason about learning and, and working on trying to put a bad play behind him and not let it compound. How has he done with that, and, and how do you kind of approach the good and the bad in terms of the film study so that it's not dwelling on anything bad that, that he can push forward the way he needs to? Well, at the end of the day, you have to point out what needs to be corrected. Um, you you got to be truthful in, in what you're seeing as a coach, and, and players understand that too. They see it. They recognize it. He understands the game. The great thing about Joe is he's really been making really sound decisions. That, that's in our run pass option. It's in our drop back. Um, we as skilled players, you know I mean, and that can be – you know, wideouts, tight ends, running backs, and him. Just got to be a little bit better at times. So um, plan on us executing better this week. All right, awesome. You guys have a great day. So the news coming out of that, as uh, Josh Heupel meeting the press there, obviously the big takeaway is Cade May, or Cooper Mays. I keep wanting to say Cade Mays. Cooper Mays, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Josh Heupel said he's going to play. And then a media person that's familiar with the whole Josh Heupel 
approach to injuries, which is I could have a broken leg and I'm going to play if I'm on his roster. Um, he Then somebody said, well, if he does play, how's he going to look? And Hypo comes back and says, well, if he plays, he didn't say to that guy he's going to play. He said if he plays, which I, I'm telling you, his status is very much up in the air. We'll dig down. We'll drill down on that. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say is Josh Heupel saying today off the front with a with his good face forward that he's going to play, I'm not taking that as gospel that he's going to play. He's a football coach, and that's what these guys do in press conferences. You want to call it lying? I don't know that I call it lying. I call it being a football coach. Lying is telling somebody a lie in life, in real life. That's not real life when you're in front of the media, in my opinion. The Joe Milton thing that Brent Hobbs just asked about is really interesting because Brent knows what we all know, which is Joe has let a few plays get in his head here early on. But I think Josh Heupel points out something really interesting, Bino, that I want to park park at, which is another reason why we kind of can cheer for Joe Milton. He does not turn the ball over at all. You know, I, I know that Saturday night was a little kind of club Gitmo-esque in that it felt like we were stuck in the mud offensively. But Beanstar Milton does not, to this point, does not turn the ball over, which I think should be pointed out and celebrated, even though he's kind of struggled a little bit. He's not a throw forcer. He doesn't throw the ball very much into, like, triple coverage. He's pretty good at reading blitzes, things like that thus far. Um, I think Florida's going to heat him up, by the way, Saturday night. Um, what do you think, Bino? Oh, I think that's that's absolutely a plus, uh, not only to Joe Milton, but to uh, Heupel's offense as a whole. There just aren't catastrophic offensive plays. There are miscues that stop drives, uh, but generally there's nothing that gives points to the other team. What do you make and of as many my times observation? As we throw yeah. the football, uh, that's, yep. that's, that's pretty remarkable. What do you what do you make of my observation of he's going to play, and then he's asked the question if he plays, and he re- he replies with if he plays. Uh, that's a pretty that's uh, I, a pretty I good catch, right? I heard the same thing that you did, Tony. Yeah, uh, you're you're generally much more in tune to that kind of thing than I am, but I did hear that if he plays. Um, uh, but now I don't. I, I'm of a little bit different opinion here in that. I don't think Josh Heupel owes any of us an explanation of who's going to be on the field and who is not. I think what he needs to do is do everything he can to give his opponent as little information as he can possibly give. And we as fans just need to swallow and take it. Yeah, and some media people will call that lying. You know, I don't. I just call it being a football coach. And truly, it's my job after all these years to suss out what's real and what's not. And if I can suss it out, great. And if I can't suss it out, great. Like Saturday night, I don't know whether that kid's playing or not. Somebody asked me earlier. Because it's a great question. It's a question that needs to be asked. Is he going to play in that game? And my reply right now is I don't know. I, I, I knew he wasn't going to play the first couple weeks. And we knew that Florida, him playing against Florida, 
my belief the whole time was it was going to be a stretch, that you probably weren't going to see him till October. That was my belief. Now, could he have healed quicker? I don't know. But he under, he underwent a pretty, I would say, decent surgery, would be a way of putting it. Uh, a little more involved than I thought it was at first uh, for his injury. And, uh, you know, they kind of fixed him up. And if he's ready to roll, he's ready to roll. He'd be a real bonus to getting back, no question. And whoever asked that question about, you know, do you want to put a guy out there healing in an SEC game, you know, rush back, or that's the way, that wasn't the way the question was phrased, but that was the tenor of the question. They're not going to put somebody on the field. Josh Heupel's not going to put somebody on the field that's at risk. They're just not. He, I don't think he does, he would do that. And I, their, their training staff over there wouldn't do that. So he's not going to play unless he's unless he's healed and healed a bunch. But uh, we'll get some calls in if you want to jump in. So there's Josh Heupel's press conference. And I want to invite you to get in the hunt and in the mix with us. And, uh, Bino, I, I don't know, have you, um, have you looked ahead in terms of the line in this game? And do you have, do you have a, a feeling uh, in this football game in terms of uh, right now if you were forced to play it? This, this looks on the outside to me like a game that if I were looking for games on the card to kind of get involved with, this isn't one of them. There's too many variables. I had a really strong feeling about this game a couple weeks ago that it was going to be kind of an easy Tennessee win and a waltz and a walkover because Florida can't play offense. But now I'm looking at Tennessee and I'm going, well, these are two teams through two weeks that kind of can't play offense. And so... Generally speaking, if I'm looking for games that are that you would target to get involved with from a, from a betting perspective, I'm not so sure this is one of them right now. Are you uh, are you on my songbook? Uh, I, I am, Tony. If 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 I were not just totally orange-hearted, uh, there's no way in the world I lay a touchdown in this game. There. Uh, and I know I, I shouldn't take history into account uh, because college football is completely different from year to year. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not laying a touchdown on the road in this game with our offense in its current state. And that's the fear factor for me. That's where I'm at. I mean, that's pretty. Pretty well put by Bino. Um, now, I will, but I shouldn't. <laughs> well, that's right, because you're not a blood money guy, and you want to have a little fun while you're watching the football game like a lot of people do. But, yeah, in terms of, like, one of the more attractive plays on the card, uh, this ain't it. This one ain't it. So, 865 200 Five four zero two, again eight six five two hundred five four zero two. It is your Tony Basilio show. It is a Monday. There is 
a TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime coming up, presented by our friends at TLD Logistics. And they're online at tldlogistics.com. Tomorrow on our uh, TLD Logistics Hotline, Kevin Brockaway is going to join us. Dixon will be in the house with us tomorrow, but uh, Kevin Brockaway from Gainesville Sun. Um, I'll be curious to see, because he's a straight shooter, I'll be curious to see what Kev has to say regarding this Florida team two weeks in. Because I don't know what to make of Florida. And I'm going to ask Bino about this and you about this on the other side. Florida played a Utah team the other day. That stone-cold stone, that Baylor bunch, in their building. They held them to eight yards in the fourth quarter of the other day beating them. So I'm drawing the conclusion that Utah team's 2-0 and playing a 14 quarterback. And they have nothing on offense, Utah. Nothing. Nothing. They made one play against Florida. Early in that game, safety got turned around like a bust. Uh, the other touchdown that Florida scored in the second half against them was on uh, a like a nine-yard drive after a tip ball and an interception. Just terrible uh, play there. I'm sorry, the, the other touchdown that Utah scored on them, and that was the lone, because Florida stoned them in the second half. They stoned them. So I don't know I don't know what to do here. I don't know what to say here uh, about the Florida Gators. And I really don't know how to feel about the Vols after two weeks. I mean, all kidding aside with the color Florida. This game Saturday night looks like two teams that are kind of in the same weight class right now. I hate to put it that way, but that's what it looks like to me. We're going to come back on the other side. I'm with Bino. This talk about seven and a half, eight points, I mean, have at it. Have at it. But but buyer beware on that front. We're going to continue on the other side. 865-200-5402. More after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. 
Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Come see us Saturday, September 9th, and let your first cookout be on us. With the purchase of any grill, you will receive an Omaha Steaks voucher for 12 steak burgers and 12 beef franks free. We also will have hamburgers for the first 100 customers between 11 and 2 until we run out. Come see us Saturday, September 9th at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. You'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. It's a place where chaos mixes with speed. And a playoffs weekend becomes a lifetime of memories. It's a tradition like no other. At a track like no other. And after it's all over, you still won't believe it ever happened. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. 
Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Tony, be back with you. It's an absolutely outstanding day to be alive and well with you. We are uh, counting it down to the Florida game. We're heading for a TLD Logistics overdrive, overtime. Great day here. Man, what incredible weather. I love the fall in East Tennessee. You know, I'm not originally from here, so you wake up in a fall day here, and it feels like fall outside. Now, I know it's still summer, but gosh, it feels like fall. It's just such a great day to be alive. Such a great day to be alive. And somebody left a public service announcement. Is that a... What is that? Is that like a, um, is that Miss Piggy or what is this thing? Do you know? Peters, what do you call that? Come on, you're in the game. What do you call Is that like a, uh, is that a dragon? Somebody left a head cover out here, so I've got your head cover. Come up to the bandstand and claim your head cover. Uh, in the meantime, oh, no, oh, there you go. Barred club head covers. That's even better. Let's go to the phones. And we'll get Richard in here. He's up next with us. Richard, welcome in. Hey, Tony B. Bino. Good talk to you, buddy. Yes, yes, yes. I tell you what. Yes, sir. I didn't actually get a chance to, as we talk about it again, I didn't get a chance to watch it until last night. We had our our big congregational fish fry that we feed the community in Blackman. And uh, so I was busy with that. And uh, we put it purposely on the Austin P game because we're like, okay, well, It'd be a good time to have that. So I didn't get to watch the game until last night. So I had to watch it before I could call. That's why I didn't want to call you, Tony, Saturday night and talk about the game when I did not have eyes on the game. So, um, but, but first comment I'll make about the whole thing was uh, from the actual point of where we're getting close to playing ball, uh, losing your entire pregame festivities of the band and the running through the tee, then to the start of the game where Joe Milton is very inaccurate when he got easy throws to make, no pressure in front of him, very disappointing in some of the throws he made early because that those throws with no pressure were inexcusable to miss those throws. Um, and then... When amen. He hey, 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 Richard, amen to you for saying that. And people on the people on Garzola Fifth Court Fan Reaction were getting on me for saying that. Listen, there is an expectation when you play quarterback at, at one of these schools. And if we were going to criticize Garantano those years, you have to, even though I, you know, we're rooting for this guy and we're cheering for him, he's a great story. Man, you can't miss those throws. No. You cannot miss no. those throws. Now, I will say this. Brew can could have caught that first one. It was a tough catch. But he was open. It was an inaccurate throw, which led to a drop. The most grievous was, Castles. I mean, he's got all day to throw. He's got him coming across, and that was that was inexcusable to miss that pass. The offensive line, actually, I'm like Bino. I don't. I don't. They had a few moments, but overall, man, they gave him time to throw the football down the field, and um, that was just. Uh, and, and but then it turned into the receivers' time. Tony uh, Squirrel White dropped that comeback for a first down. Dante Thornton, uh, when Joe Milton scrambles out of the pocket, delivers the ball perfectly to him downfield for a first down, drops the ball. Um, we, you know, we, we scored at the end of the half. We scored at the beginning of the second half. 
And then even after a sack, the second drive, what do we do? Beautiful, beautiful play call. We've got them caught in a blitz, and we throw a perfect screen pass out to Jabari Small, and he drops the ball. Tony, even I think Jabari could have scored 70 yards on that. He had three blockers out in front. It was beautifully set up, and he just flat out dropped the ball. Inexcusable um, to have those things. And then the refs jumped in, and they did not call that pass interference on Squirrel White in the end zone. Um, was just inexcusable. That was just them calling, uh, swallowing the flag and saying, I'm not going to give Tennessee that call because that was ridiculous. Um, and then, so it was just overall, Tony, at the end of the day, even the defense had a few moments. The, the first fourth down run by uh, their quarterback when they went for it on our side and we had a chance to stop them, we had to play defended well. Our defender went outside instead of sticking the quarterback on the inside. We had it dialed up perfectly for a fourth down stop. We blew it. Slaughter falling down, giving up that easy touchdown. That's on him. That was bad. So overall, from the before the game through the game, it was just one of those things where you just throw it away and flush it and go, we won. Uh, let's go correct these little things that we can. Because it's not a physical thing. It's just about an execution thing. And um, I expect us to, uh, to be much better uh, this coming Saturday. Better be. Better. Yeah, and, Richard, and, thank you. Thank you, Brian. Hey, I we got better, one more but, thing, yeah. Tony. Go ahead. Go hey, ahead. I just want to say something from Florida. You know, as he's talking about uh, them beating that McNeese State team, I wanted to go back and think about the week before uh, McNeese State got beat by a team who's barely played football called Tarleton State, and Tarleton State scored 54 on them. McNeese State is one of the worst football teams. They would get drubbed by most D3 teams. That's how bad they are. Hey, Richard, the Southeastern Conference, and I thank you, the Southeastern Conference two weeks in has not exactly adorned itself in glory being star. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in our league right now or what's in the water, as we say in the trade. I'm, I'm doing that for a shout-out to uh, Jim Peters. He knows what water is. Where? How do they say that up in Boston? How do they say call it water? Yeah, water. Okay. I love Peters. Hey, Tony, I, 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 uh, I, I totally agree with basically everything that Richard said there. Uh, at my highest level of concern is for Joe Milton and his performance. But if our receiving crew is actually grumbling at this point, they need to remove the plate from their own eye because they haven't – they haven't clothed themselves in glory to this point either. Back to the phones again. That's a good point. I do want to remind you, as a public service announcement, of a couple things. One, we have a TLD Logistics Overdrive overtime coming your way. Over on the uh, app at uh, tclub.team, which is where you can find our activity. A couple thousand word blog today. Uh, we'll have a nice blog up tomorrow with some different stuff, including the latest and greatest on Copper Mays, I do think it's very much up in the air as to whether or not he plays uh, on Saturday. Talking to a source a moment ago uh, during our last timeout. Uh, the second thing, um, but we'll have a full breakdown of of uh, several different issues. Second thing is Friday we will be live. Football Friday. Live Calhoun's on the river, simply the best scene in America. 
even for the road game, it'll be a, just a beautiful day to be down there, and we will have a great time with you on the covered deck, so make sure that you will uh, participate. Third thing is um, that, uh, well, I just want to thank my staff around us for everything they've done because I'm going to tell you something. This Florida game, once the volunteers get it done for the first time in 20 years, and they are going to, I don't know how they're going to get it, they're going to get it done. Florida team can't play. Do you know how late we're going to be up? Do you know how long of a night that's going to be? Does a living listener understand what? Bino, do you realize we did four hours and 14 minutes after the Austin P game? I mean, can can you? Are there certain things in life? Can you be committed for that, Bino? Uh, yes, you're you're very committed, and you should be. <laughs> I mean, so you can go back and listen to that. Our first call was from an 11 year old who I literally thought was going to use the F word. He was so mad. Um, I mean, it was. It was, you talk about an overreaction. Well, anyway, we will continue.